0: Your up, and welcome to episode 78 of Throwback Hoops. My name is Rob Clayton, and joining me as always is my brother from another mother, Woody V.
1: What's good, Robbie? Good to be here, man.
0: Great to have you, mate. Uh, I know we've been really looking forward to this episode. So just before we introduce our special guest, um, just a reminder where to find us. Um, We're on YouTube and where all podcasts are found. Um, Please make sure you like, rate and subscribe. All right, Woods. So this week we have another very special guest. This man was born in Yonkers, New York and went on to star at Canterbury High School in Connecticut and then played college ball at Sacred Heart University and Southern New Hampshire. After graduating college with a Bachelor of Science in Business Administration, he went on to play professionally in Malta and Luxembourg before arriving in Sydney this year to play with the Mighty Hills Hornets in the NBL One East. It is our absolute pleasure to welcome Sean Montague to the show.
2: Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. It's a pleasure.
0: Our uh, pleasure's all ours, mate. I know we've been uh, talking about this over the last few games, and yeah, just, um, it's been really nice getting to know you um, with these games so far, and I'm um, looking forward to, to hearing your, your story about um, yeah, how you know how you've sort of found your way to Australia tonight, so All right, well, as I mentioned, Sean, we do like to sort of wear something and and talk a little bit about what we're wearing there. So I can see you've got a special jersey on there. Why don't you talk to us a little bit about that?
2: Um, As of right now, I got an American, a national team uh, American hockey jersey, uh, specifically Patty Kane, left winger. You know, being from America, as I go, as I travel around the world to play basketball, I like to um, still rep the country where I'm from. Um, I wear this a lot sometimes uh, to practice, to games, and stuff like that. Um, You know, it's just, you know, country pride. Um, And I just take it everywhere with me. I took it to Malta. I took it to Luxembourg. It just reminds me a little bit of home where my family's at and stuff like that. So it's kind of like a keepsake.
0: Very cool. I'm not a massive hockey fan, but he he played for Chicago, and then he plays for New York. Yes, yeah. He got traded to
2: New York this uh, mid-season. That's right. like um, uh, unfortunately, the Rangers season was cut short in the playoffs. Uh, okay. So, what next? We got to regroup and get back for next year.
0: Nice. And obviously, you guys just call it hockey, right? Whereas out here, we'd always refer to it as ice hockey because we've got field hockey as well. But yeah, it's just yeah. hockey for you guys. Yeah. All right. Awesome. I uh, really appreciate that much, Sean. Thanks for, for making the effort and, and rocking something to show us. Yeah. So, Woods, I can see you wearing a, a bit of a jersey of a legend there. Um, why don't you talk to the viewers and show sure. us what you're wearing today? So Woody's standing up rocking the classic, number eight, LA Lakers, Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace.
1: And, you know, I've got the Lakers hat as well. You know, we're Atlanta Hawks fans, Sean, but, you know, if I'm representing um, Kobe today, I thought I'd wear the Lakers hat. Normally, I'd go through a big spiel and talk about what he's achieved and what he's done. But I know having you on the show, you're a big fan of Kobe, someone that you looked up to uh, as you were growing up. So why don't you tell the audience a little bit about how much Kobe means to you?
2: Um, he means a lot. Uh, rest in peace to one of uh, one of the best basketball players to ever to ever live. Um, I have a I have a good story. My uh, my uncle used to work at Madison Square Garden when I was about five or six years old. So um, prior to that, my favorite player was Kobe Bryant. I watched him play a few times when I was younger. Um, so my uncle, my father, and I went to Madison Square Garden to catch a game. Uh, Lakers were in town to play the Knicks, and and I didn't know afterwards that um, I was going to I was going to meet him. Um, I had I had the opportunity to meet him when I was younger, and I took a picture. Um, I sent it to Robbie uh, a few days ago. Um, Great
0: photo! Yeah, it's one
2: of the best pictures <laughs> of my life. Um, and so I got to meet Kobe Bryant, Shaq, and all the Lakers. But um, from a basketball standpoint. Uh, I, I just admire his work ethic, his determination, um, his fearlessness, and confidence on the court. It's truly admirable uh, for any basketball player aspiring to be a basketball player, a current basketball player. Uh, just his mentality, you know, uh, he did whatever it takes to help the team win, uh, to be successful, and um, any basketball player should model uh, their mentality or how they carry themselves after Kobe Bryant. So. Uh, as I said, rest his uh, soul. But he was a he a wonderful player and uh, an even better player to look up to and uh, give me into basketball really. So, yeah.
1: And Sean, it's interesting you you mentioned that there's so many people that he's had that influence on. You know, he's an icon. You know, you talk about Jordan, Kobe, you know, LeBron. These are certain guys that you know changed the culture of the game and, and the impact they had is everlasting and I remember 2020 I was at my brother's uh you know uh you know bachelor party right and uh we were all drinking having a great time and someone came to me at like three in the morning said you know Kirby died and I was out of it and I woke up in the morning I go was that a dream did that actually happen and I looked on my phone and like shocked almost like this is a joke and i had to look up multiple articles on my phone did, is this real or is this just you know fake this didn't really happen did it and and you weren't the same but for, it's like when when tupac died you know it's, it's similar to that right you felt the same way right um, and it was just amazing taken too soon from us but his legacy will live on um his daughter as well and all those people on that helicopter it's just a tragic story but uh i guess the impact that he had is going to be forever lasting and and, and, and all the tributes and respect that he's had since um, is testament to the kind of not only great basketball player, but the man he was as well, right?
0: Woods, I think for, you know, big basketball fans, you know, especially like the three of us, it's one of those things you're always going to remember where you were when you found out that tragic yeah. news. I, I remember it so clearly myself. But, yeah, no, it's nice that we can sort of pay a little bit of a tribute and great hearing Sean's story. How old were you at that time when you, you got the photo with Kobe that I was six years old. Oh, wow. Well. a bit you are excited that day,
2: right? Yeah, I was very excited. <laughs> I remember he wasn't looking at me. Um, he didn't know I was there, so I like, kind of hit him on the leg. He looked down and smiled <laughs> and took a picture. Of so he looked something.
1: pretty happy in the photo, so That was good to see as well. Yes. But, yeah.
0: Yeah, so that's cool.
1: what, 2003, four, some, some sometime around there, right? So, yeah. So that around would um, have been, so been the Peyton, Peyton, Malone, Shaq, and Kobe team potentially, right?
2: Yeah. yes yes i believe yes, yes, and my
1: yes. And, and those guys. yeah
0: yeah yeah awesome awesome oh good stuff woods all right well i'll talk a little bit about why one so um sean i've got a pretty crazy jersey collection so i try and show off two of each episode there just to try and sort of get through this stop next. showing so, off man just oh, I but i thought i'd show a nicks one behind me there just in honor of um sean being a nicks fan so yeah hanging this week is the julius randall blue nicks jersey um Look, um, as you know, Woody, Randall is absolutely one of my favourite players, has been for quite a few years now. Um, I think he's one of those players... He gets hated on quite a bit, I reckon, which considering he's been an All-Star, he was an All-NBA player again this year, I think possibly a little bit harsh there. Um, I just really like the versatile game that he's got, and I'm just pleased to see the success that he's having at the moment. So that's just a, a little bit of a, a story on Julius Randle there. But I'm um, wearing a very special jersey today, so I'm going to stand up and show that. I'm sure Sean will enjoy seeing this one, but I want to show you what I'm wearing today.
1: So for all our audio listeners that can't see, Robbie's wearing a Hills Hornets jersey. And I, I got a question to ask, Sean. Why don't you have your names on the back of your jerseys, right? Uh,
2: you know, I don't know. I'm not sure. Um... <laughs> um that's a good question. Uh, I'm, I'm going to make
0: that my mission to try and make that happen for next season. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, It <laughs> all- I agree. It does, look, yeah. it does look good when you've got it. But, um, yeah. well, look, I thought I'd just tell a little bit of a quick story about this jersey and then also a little bit about what, you know, the Hills Hornets and the association in general means for me as well, their boys. So I'll try not to, to bore, you, bore you too much. But, um, well, this week the jersey I'm wearing is a special MV01 First Nations jersey that um, was the team wore in round 11 uh, during First Nations round. Um, The jersey was designed, um, as it also was last year, by Tanya Eastwood, who's an amazing Indigenous artist. So really like um, the way she's designed this. I think it's just got some great colours and stuff like that. Would have loved to have got the number five on the back of this, but um, it didn't have the option. I just had to get the the blank jersey there. But, um, yeah, as I said, I just wanted to talk a little bit about I guess what playing at Hills has meant to me—it's um, a relationship that's now well over thirty years. So, I started playing in local comps in nineteen ninety, um, showing my age a bit there, Sean. Um, so, that was when Hills played in Dural and Parkley. Um, I also played on some um, Hills Hornets rep teams in high school um, before playing in the very first competition at the Hills Basketball Stadium so that was built and opened in the mid-90s so played the very first week that stadium was open there um, so yeah, I've also been the, the captain slash manager of our local team for, for as long as I can remember now um, and look, still playing each week and really enjoying it um, playing with some great mates including of course uh, Woody who I love love playing with each week there um, yeah, and lastly just like to say how honoured and grateful it is to, to be one of the, the two Hornets NBL 1 commentators. So since they've joined the NBL 1, I've called every single home game that they've been involved in there. And yeah, they've definitely sort of become a bit of a family to me now. So I kind of, um, I feel the wins and I feel the losses as well now, Sean. So if you guys lose, I go home in a you know grumpy mood now. And if you win, I go home on a high. So looking forward for, for that to continue. So all right, well, really appreciate that, um, fellas. I like hearing the stories about the, the two jerseys there and a bit of a trip down memory lane. So, all right, well, as Woody likes to say, we're going to chop it up now and sort of get to know Sean a little bit more now and um, sort of talk a little bit about his journey. So, Sean, I'll start off with a question we kind of like to ask a lot of our guests. So, um, firstly, I guess, what was it like for you growing up in Yorktown Heights, New York, um, and who were your early influences getting into basketball?
2: Um, well, as you said, I'm from New York Heights, New York. It's a, it's a part of Westchester County, uh, similar to what you guys call it, suburbs maybe. Um, okay. It's about an hour, give or take, from New York City. Uh, so it's, like, it's very quiet, uh, not much going on compared to what goes on New York City, you know, hustle, bustle, a uh, bunch of noise, a lot of stuff going on. Um, but I also have family down there, so I was always down there. Um, um, Whatever we needed to be. Um, but I enjoyed it. I have a bunch of friends there. Um, and uh, I have a bunch of friends there, and they, and they got me to baseball and basketball. Um, I grew up playing sports within my uh, school. And, you know, I just made a lot of friends. So i uh, very grateful to grow up in New York Town Heights, New York. And prior to basketball, um, I played baseball. I was a really good baseball player. Um, I played basketball for fun, but I didn't really take it too seriously as I did baseball. Um, but as, as I got older, um, my father, my father's actually an all-time leading scorer at his school, Manhattanville College, um, with almost 2,000 points, 1,155. Awesome. So, um, I wanted to be like my dad in every aspect of life, mostly mostly basketball. He um, really inspired me to pick up the ball and take it seriously. Um, and I haven't looked back since. It's been one of the best decisions of my life. And also, as we said before, Kobe Bryant, uh, as a, at a young age, um, watching him play basketball um, was truly amazing and inspiring. And I didn't really click into that eighth grade, like, Eighth grade summer going into ninth grade, where I started basketball really serious. So,
0: when did you start sort of growing so tall? So, Sean, so obviously, people who don't know you, you're around six, six, I think. Five, six, um, I think am about six, four, so you got me covered by a couple inches there. But when did you just sort of start? Were you sort of always one of the bigger kids, or was that a late sort of growth spurt for you there? I definitely had
2: a late growth spurt, okay. Um, yeah. And I just grew uh, periodically over my high school years, mm. and I found myself getting at six, four. Um, six, four and a half going into college and then I wrapped it up being six. And So I was not always tall but I over high school I grew and um, then I became as tall as I
0: started. And I'm not going to let that um, little comment that you said about your dad sort of going passing there. What sort of game did you think Do you think your dad had back in the day? Did he, he obviously had some pretty good game, right?
2: Um, I think my dad was an athlete just like myself. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe so better than me. Um, I believe that's where I get my athletic talent and my jumping ability for my father. So, Morty um, tells me he was a great he was a great mid range shooter, but he was also uh probably relentless in size, you know, a good scorer, um, and most importantly an athlete just like myself, so I, I feel like I get that.
0: Oh, good stuff. Well, look, you've obviously mentioned, you know, playing some of those other sports growing up like baseball and everything and having someone that you looked up to like Kobe. Um, you know, Obviously, we've mentioned you're a Knicks fan. How did that love of the Knicks sort of um, start there? And I'm assuming you probably got to a few games at MSG back in the day as well?
2: Yes. Um, just winning for the New York teams, you know, um, supporting where I'm from. I'm a, I'm a New York guy. Um, Knicks, Yankees, Jets, Rangers. Yeah. Um, and also, I like – I used to uh, love watching Knicks play, especially during when Carmelo was here when he came over, that team, for a little bit. Yeah. And I've just been a Knicks fan ever since. You know, been a rough years uh, – rough few years so far. But this these past few years have been exciting. You know, when they get into the playoffs, um, just the buzz they bring when they make the playoffs, because they don't make it often. So every time the Knicks are doing well or get into the playoffs, it's always a great atmosphere in the city. And –
0: it's
1: just always nice to see them do well. Yeah, so
0: we'll we'll talk a little bit more about the Knicks later. I'm looking forward to that. Definitely. As well. Yeah. So
1: obviously very patriotic to towards your country as well as your city. So that's nice. I like I like to see that, Sean. So let's talk a little bit about you after you finished high high school ball in Connecticut. You went on to play at a few different colleges. Was it a case of you trying to find the right fit for you? And you know you know, what was the college experience like for you? Um from a from a basketball standpoint,
2: it was it was tough to start because I began at Cigar as a freshman and um, I didn't play much at all, uh, especially in the beginning of the season. But towards the end, I, I, I gained a few minutes. Um, as you said, it was just a, a matter of a fit. And, yep. um, you know, it's it's hard because in high school I was I always had the ball, you know, the, I was the go to guy on my high school team. Um and then you go to college and these guys are much older and much more polished and established. So it was, it was it was more so finding a fit, but also adjusting to um, the speed of the game, how strong these guys are, you know, and yep. uh, just those aspects. So um, I finished my year at Sacred Heart and I went to junior college before. WMT. I went to junior college for a year um, because I didn't play enough to transfer D1 to D1 have get enough stats to do so. So that's what people like myself go to Gco and try to reestablish yeah. themselves and you know, try to make film and uh go back to D one. But uh fortunately fortunately enough I, I found a school, Division two, Southern New Hampshire and yeah. I feel like that was my best fit going there. I was there for two years, and then I graduated, but uh it was more so of a finding a fit and adjusting to college basketball. It's much different than high school basketball.
0: Hey Sean, I found some of those uh, college highlights today on, on, on one of the websites there, and the, you like. To, I should send you the link as well. what it is about goes for about seven or eight minutes. I think uh, your your agency put it together and some some really nice highlights there. I enjoyed watching that there. But um, okay. so I wanted to go back to the high school team. Did I read rightly that um, Donovan Mitchell played at the, that uh, same high
2: school? I, he did go to that school for huh. I believe a year or two, but then transferred right. as I was coming.
0: So I, okay. I was never that's right. Okay, sure. So you, you replaced him, right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> at, at first, first it was, it was my sophomore year was sort of a struggle, like adjusting. But then the next year we won the championship, so it was, mm. it, was it turned out to be a good decision. So
0: good stuff. So, well, look after finishing, you know, that, that college experience you just spoke about there, Sean. Um, you ended up playing overseas in, in Malta and Luxembourg. So probably not two countries we immediately think about when we, we're thinking about basketball. But um, talk to us about what it was like um, playing in those two countries. Um,
2: as, I, as as you know, I started in Malta. Um, it's similar to junior college. You know, you go there, you go to a league where you just try to reestablish yourself. And especially it was during the time of the pandemic. The pandemic was mm-hmm. still um, at large, uh, still affecting people. So um, I was blessed enough to get that opportunity to reestablish myself and um, make good film and stats, and to further my professional career. So. Um, I played there for six months. Um, and it was a good start. I made good film, I had stats there and I met a lot of great people, which is the best part for myself. Um, traveling the world, seeing other parts of the world that I, I get the opportunity to do. So, um, and it was great. It was, it was perfect situation I had I had a great year and, um, struggling to find an agency during the pandemic during lockdown and stuff. so um, it, was, it was great uh, great learning experience as well. Um, so I played there for six months and then I went back home uh, to rehab and the injury most of the summertime and then um, Luxem- then Luxembourg, I got the opportunity to play in Luxembourg uh, in the beginning of August. Um, I took that contract and I flew out there two weeks later, three weeks later. Um, and I was only I was only there for a month and a half. It didn't really work out uh, there. Um, uh, the team and I decided to just go separately. It wasn't really a fit on what they were looking for. Um, therefore, then I, I went back home, and I was home for about two or three months before the Hills Horns um, made a call looking for import. Uh, thankfully, um, I was on the phone. I first spoke to... Uh, my agent about it then as talks got um, As we started talking more I, I spoke to Mr. Burke Steve Burke Christy Graham and and a few others on video chat before I um, Officially signed and I came in February and it's been a great decision. I think um, It's I, I love it here. I love everything about this organization And I felt even though multiple is great um, I have never been a part of something so special like as the baseball team. You know just like, just a family-based organization, you know. Um, with teaching, with teaching skills to little kids from how they how they present themselves at home games and how they do that. You know, it's just amazing to be a part of, it. and also for the team to do, to be doing well as um as well as we're doing now. So, um, yeah, that's my thing.
1: Now, Sean, it's not just the organization, the whole Hills community is a beautiful part of Sydney, beautiful beautiful part of the world. And just talking to you, you've and and the humility that you've shown throughout your, your journey and, and what you've spoken about, learning along the way. Um, for a kid coming out of New York to have the opportunity to go to Malta, to Luxembourg, land here in Australia, broaden your horizons, meet new people, you know, it it, it surely has been a terrific learning experience for you as you mentioned. Now what did you know about Australia before coming here, by the way? Did you did you know much about the place? And, and out of all the places in Australia to come, not Darling Harbour, you know, not not all the all the great spots. You came out here to the hills, man. So um, it's nice to have you. But what did you know before coming here? Um,
2: I knew it was I knew Australia was very far, um, but I also knew you guys speak English. So. Yeah, um, cultures very similar, but you know, I I always I always had this perception of Australia being like the, mostly the outback, right, you know. <laughs> Uh, kangaroos walking in the sleeve, you know, unsupervised, stuff like that. Um, but it was totally different, you know. Uh, I I find it very similar to the United States. Because um, in Europe, there's a language variant, which is tough. You, know, you go to a store and try to tell somebody what you want, but they really don't understand you too much, too good. Um, but, yeah I I love it down here. You know, it's... It's and I get to I get to meet new people, learn new things, see different places with with the help of um, just yeah. bouncing a basketball and getting the opportunity to do that for a living. So um, I really have no complaints about Australia or or like or where I'm at or the hills. Um, it's been a blessing, so I, I'm really grateful.
1: Hey, this this community's lucky to have you, man. We appreciate you doing all you all you're doing here. So. Thank you. Yeah, I've
0: got to say, Sean, I found out a little bit before they made it official that they were signing you. just you know, a little bit of a scoop I got there. And we were just so pleased, obviously. I, you've seen that in a lot of the NBL One teams that they've added you know, imports or sort of current NBL players. So it was great sort of hearing that you were coming here and just to get to know you over these last few months has been really good. So we're going to talk a little bit about that NBL One experience. But I um, wanted to ask you before that, um, just how you're sort of finding it being away from home in the US. Um, I know you mentioned to me um, offline a couple of days ago, your mum and dad are going to be coming, um, here soon for a visit. I know you've got a sister and a brother back home as well, but yeah, how's everything sort of going away from family for you?
2: Um, everything's pretty good. Um, my family supports me um, from miles away. Um, I, I, it's not my first time being away. Mm. Uh, my, college, my junior college is in Texas. New Hampshire is not too far from New York, but I, I'm kind of used to being away from home, uh, especially in Malta, um, which is across the water. Um, but I'm, 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 I'm used to being away from home, because this is what I want to do. And my family supports me to do that. So, um, and, but it's different from here because it, when I was in Europe, the time difference is only eight hours or so. Yeah. Um, yes, it's, it's almost 19. So I have to, I have to pick and choose when I get to talk to my family at the right time and hour. Um, so, but adjusting it, it's been fine um not really hard for me because as I said I'm used to being away from home no matter how far. and so uh yeah no, really no trouble
0: hopefully you've warned your mum and dad about the flight time from from new york to sydney as well so tell them to get a couple of books packed as well it's a it's a long trip one long flight no good stuff well yeah i wanted to talk a little bit about your experience so far with the, the hornets there sean so um currently and i'll say we as i'm obviously feel like i'm part of the team these days but um we're in eighth place in the NBL one east with an eight and six record um Look, only probably a win away from maybe fifth place there. Um, you know, we let one really slide last week, didn't we, against North, up 15 at half time. Woody was at the game too. He was having a couple of beverages at the, as at the back and, and cheering the team on. But that was one of those ones that could have really propelled him up the ladder there. But um, so far this season, so, Sean, you're averaging 15 points and eight rebounds, um, shooting 50% from the field, um, top 10 in the comp in steals. I think you've had around 14 steals in your last uh, 14 tough, yeah. games. Yeah. Steals? Oh man! Yeah, yeah. So fourteen steals in your last four games. I've got there. So you're doing it on the defensive end there. But how are you finding the NBL one these so far? You know, the the, the competition and, and just sort of you know finding the the games week to week. I find it. I find it.
2: It's, it's a great league to be a part of. Um, I, I knew of the NBL of course because they used to show their games. Um, uh, they used to show their games on ESPN, but it, also, it would always be on like four AM because of the time difference. But um, I didn't know what to expect from the NBL one. Um, and in NBL one, Eastern specifically, but there's a lot of talent out there. There's a lot of talent in each team, you know, but each game is, um, has to be executed properly to win, um, from top to bottom. Uh, there's talent in every team. Um, there's also physicality there, and, and, um, it's a, it's a great league to be a part of, and, you know, and, like I said, they, they, uh, game in and game out, and we have to prepare properly, and uh, guys are going to decide to come, in, come in to win just like we are. So, um, like I said, I didn't know what to expect, but uh, with eight games left, um, all I can say is like, this is a great league. There's great players on every team, and um, I'm glad I got the opportunity to play here in my uh, first year in NBL. Well,
1: I'll tell you what. What a lot of imports, Sean, don't, Expect when they come down here to Australia, whether it be at the NBL or the NBL one level is the way the game is officiated here Right, it's slightly different and I know in those first few games you got into a little foul trouble early It took you a while to adjust to the to the to the way the game's called now You seem to have gotten over that and um, how was that transition and how did you adapt to that to that? Yeah, so as you said, it was very
2: frustrating um, yeah. I would find myself on the bench first half most uh, in the beginning of the season uh, without trouble. Um, just not being in the right position, you know, not not knowing uh, how the officials officiate, officiate, you know, kind of using my hands too much. Uh, uh, but as the season went on, I kind of adjusted to that. Um, you know, just being in the right spot now, knowing um, where to be defensively. Uh, so it, in the beginning it was tough, but as, as the season went on, uh, all the way up to this point, I've adjusted pretty well. Um, I don't find myself on the first uh, on the bench in the first half anymore, or at the end of the first quarter due to foul trouble. Two fouls. I used to I used to have two fouls at the end of the first quarter. Which there's was a three.
0: lot of home games so that that was happening early yeah. on, wasn't yeah. there? Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: it's uh, Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think even Maitland. I had yeah. two fouls, uh, so it, it was it was a struggle at first, but as of now. Um, I find myself to be in the right spots where I need to do and try to in the court is the question.
0: Nice. Well, Sean, someone from Hills I've got a lot of time for is, is Coach Rhys Rich, Rich Potter there. So, how are you enjoying playing under him and, and what's the experience been like playing for Rhys? Uh, it's been great. Uh, he's passionate, isn't he?
2: Yes, he's passionate, yeah. uh, but that's what you want in every coach. Mm-hmm. And also, every player wants a coach that believes in them and allows them to make mistakes and uh, supports them when they do good. And that's... that's um, what Coach Peace is about, especially for myself, um, he loves me to be, uh, myself and he trusts in my abilities, uh, to make plays at the right time. And I couldn't ask for a better coach for my first year in NBL one. Him giving me the opportunity and believing in me to help this team and bring, bring me here, um, and give me opportunity to play. So, um, but man, yeah, he's, he's a wonderful coach, um, coach. Whenever I make a mistake, uh, he's always there to uh, correct me and pick me up. Because I kind of uh, sometimes I tend to get down myself, and sometimes for mistakes or turn over to something like that. But he's everything a player wants in a coach, and that's somebody who will coach them, try to help them whenever they can, but also be losing them and uh, every second down on the court. And it's been a it's been a wonderful. Very and husband, so. well, that's
0: great to hear well someone that woody and i probably would consider a friend as well there sean is the the coach of the youth league team um terry tj johnson um are you aware how good that guy was when he was younger has anyone sort of let you know his history yet, or? Uh, yes, yes, he um, a couple of He, he was talking. a baller i tell you he was yeah, an unbelievable he, player he did it pretty good right Ooh, really
2: yeah. good yeah he, he still playing. he beats me sometimes which which kind of upsets me because I want to be him. <laughs> he's always talking.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, but he's uh, great. and He helps me when he can. I know he has his own team to deal with.
0: Yeah. Um, he's doing a great job as well with that youth league yeah, team, yeah. isn't he? I think i have only lost one game all year.
2: Yeah, shout, out to that, uh, shout out to our youth league team, 13-1, coming up. A huge Norse win. I, I stuck around for that. That was a great game. Um, it was like opposite our game, but, you know? Mm. Uh, back and forth, back and forth, but they came on top, which is
0: good to see. So, uh, it nice. uh, was awesome. And a lot of your teammates, obviously playing in that. You know, for those that don't know, I think there's a good four or five players that will will back up and play two games on a, on a weekend playing for the youth league team and then for the NBL one team. There's some really good young talented players. Um, you know, just one I wanted to call out, obviously Saxon Orsini. There, those last couple of weeks, he's just been a massive part of yeah. their team. There, his defense, man. Yeah, he comes real. out and he's just relentless on the defensive end. But well, Sean, something I wanted to ask you about, and obviously I've really you know loved about commentating your games this season. It's when you get above the rim, right? Um, so you actually had the number one play of the week in the entire NBL one. Um, recently, against Manly, with that huge baseline jam, um, I got a little bit excited on the commentary for that one. I know we chatted about that before, but it made it made it all the better, right? Um, but yeah, I just wanted to ask you—you know—talk to us about this part of your game. How much does it fire you up throwing down a big dunk like you do?
2: It fires me up because my bench, uh, the, my bench loves it. If you, if you, uh, I don't know if you have access to the photos or not. Uh, James, photography, uh, yeah, yeah, the, the photographer. Whether if it's a three or a call our way or, or, or one of my dunks, like, like, my bench is always up, fired up, you know, screaming, um, showing passion, energy, you know, and it, that, that makes me feel good, you know, it makes me want to do it again. So, um, and it's, it's a great, I have a, I'm a part of a great team with a great group of great people, guys. And just to see those pictures at the end of the game means a lot. Um, and it's also, it's also, um, I get to, you know, that's a, it's an, an, a great feat for me uh, to have that number one play. Um, but you know, the crowd was, the crowd was loud when it happened. You know, it's just something for the crowd to see. You know, something exciting, something fun.
0: Hey, I'll tell you what, Sean, if you've got that dunk to, to go in last week against Norts, um I don't was think you... we would have been talking player of the week. We could have I, was, been I was
1: right there, man, was having a beer right behind you.
0: That might have been NBL1 player of the <laughs> play of the year if you've got that to go in. That yeah. next one there, you were very high. Did you ever win any sort of dunk comps in, in high school or college or any of those sort of things? Or? No, i would never been a part
2: of it. So uh, more, more like an in-game
0: dunker, right? Yes,
2: yeah, so I'm more of a yeah. game dunker. Yeah, um, I was so mad looking back at the tape. I don't know how I missed it. It Just popped in <laughs> and out, but I'm gonna get another. Another opportunity. With
0: oh, I'm sure you sure. will. I'm sure you will. No, good yeah. stuff. Well, just wanted to ask you a little bit about, I guess, some of your Hornets teammates there as well, there, Sean. So, who are you close with on the team so far? Um, who do you kick it with off the court? Um, I guess secondly, at the end of that, just wanted to ask, um, what it's like playing with Liam Moss, who, of course, is just you know really one of the standout guards in the competition.
2: Um couldn't be part of like another, I mean, I couldn't be a part of a better like team with the like great teammates. Um, from top to bottom, I love taking with all of them, always goofing around and uh, messing with all of them. Um, um it's, it's, it's just a blessing to be a part of this team, um, with a great group of guys. Um, I really have no issue with them whatsoever. Uh, and they, when I first got here, they welcomed me. Um, they didn't make me feel excluded whatsoever. Uh so I'm incredibly thankful for that. Um how they accommodated me and to the team and um leading me ever since. So uh, uh I really, I'm really part of the great team, good team, uh, hopefully to finish this thing, staying out strong with these eight, eight games left. Um, but as you said, Liam Moss, man, he's He's one of the better players I ever I ever played with, and to have, have him as a teammate is just incredible. Um, you see what he does on the court, you know, hitting shots, whether wherever it is on the court, you know, um, he's crafty. He creating his own shot. Um, it's it's truly amazing to see him what he does on the court, um, you know, whether if it's getting to the basket or breaking his man down for a pull up J or even getting to the, uh, getting to the rim. Uh, was I and mean, he's able to use both hands. You know, he's deceptive. Yeah. You know, he can break you down and pull up for Jay, or or just uh, bump you down. and Always get to get to the rim or the foul line. So
0: he had a pretty good block shot last week too, didn't he? Yeah, he
1: did. he Made did. <laughs> the top ten
0: plays of the week, I think. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's great.
1: I'll tell you what I like about Liam Moss, his swag as well, man. He's got the flyest earrings, nicest chain. When he's practicing, he's got to have all his swag on it. Just before he gets on the court, he takes his stuff off. So I like his swag, man. So yeah, uh, you got to look good as well, right? So um, yeah. so let, let, let's talk a little bit about your aspirations then, Sean. I mean, recently they brought in a, a third import rule in the NBL, right? Um, and often the, the first and second guy may be a fringe NBA guy or... Um, an up-and-coming, you know, um, talent player. And and that third one is filled by a bit of a role player. And uh, that opportunity has uh, uh, um, allowed the NBL 1 imports to get an opportunity to play at the higher level. Do you have aspirations to stay around in this country and potentially get a shot at the NBL? I do.
2: Um, I do. do. Uh, I'm always looking to uh, improve my game and get stronger in the weight room. but if the opportunity comes, that would be great. But in the meantime, I I have a few things I need to work on for myself, whether if it's uh, probably my shooting um, and probably getting stronger. You know, um, when I go to the basket, um, you know, try to uh, not not be thrown around too much. So that would be my aspiration: just to be better every single day and try to be the best I can. And if that opportunity um, ever comes towards my way, it would be great, and i uh, will be a great chance for myself to be better. But other than that, I'll just try to be focused on myself every single day. What, if, what, if, what can I be better at today?
0: I think I'd have mixed feelings if that happened. I've got to say words because I want to see him in the, in the <laughs> green there each week. But um, we well, wanted to sort of wrap up just a little chat before we go on to some NBA talk there, Sean. Um, wanted to ask you what you like to do away from the basketball court. You know, what sort of interests you away from the game there? And secondly to that, just um, you know, tell me what you've seen in New South Wales since you've been here in terms of, you know, the sightseeing and, and seeing kangaroos and all those sort of things like that. Yeah.
2: Um, if I'm not playing basketball, I like to – I love music. I love listening to music, um, you know, all types of music, hip-hop, rap, rock, jazz, uh, whatever I'm feeling at the time. Um, I like to watch movies, um, TV shows. Um, I'm just spending my um, time, you know, relaxing uh, just taking it easy, chilling. Um, and I've been to Sydney a handful of times, you know. Um, I actually went with, uh, with my good friend Caleb, who plays for Hornsby. He, he took me yeah. to Sydney a few times, and, um, went to a few restaurants, and I saw the Opera House. Um, that's one what, that's what I wanted to see because every time, every time Austra- something Australia-related comes on the United States, they always show the Opera House. It's kind of a landmark, uh, so it was it was amazing. It, it was amazing to see that. Um, but Sydney is a, is a is a very nice city. Um, and I've only been there for a of time, so uh, hopefully I get to go there a few more times and uh, do different
0: things. But, yeah. I've got to say, Sean, you mentioned the hip-hop before as well. I've actually um, saw Wu-Tang playing in the Opera House a few years ago, which was just an amazing experience. And, and keeping on the hip-hop theme, um, you know, you told me the other night when we were having a chat, I asked where you were born, and you said you were born in Yonkers. Um, what was that first thing I said to you after you said that? was the last. The locks, yeah, right? right? So they've always been one of my favorite groups. There, shout out to to Jadakiss there. But yeah, did you, you sort of were you a fan of them? I do, I do listen to them.
2: I yeah. do listen to them. Um, there's actually a summer tournament back home, and Jadakiss was at um, Jadakiss was sports side, so nice. that was a big thing.
0: Did you put a show on for him? Or I didn't
2: play. I didn't play. I was uh, away. okay. Uh, I yeah. was a was there, which is unfortunate, but it was packed out. It was a good time.
0: Awesome. No, I really appreciate the chat there, Sean. Um, you know, there's so much more we could have spoken with, but I know, look, we said we wouldn't have you on all night, sort of thing. We wanted to talk a little bit of NBA with you as well. So we might get into that, right, fellas? So um, at the time of recording, so it's uh, Wednesday, the 7th of June. So the NBA finals are two games in and it's a one all lead now. So after the Heat had a great fourth quarter in game two. Um, yeah, obviously, I know. I'm sure you both seen those first two games, there, boys. Um, what were your thoughts, and do you think Miami have a big chance now after getting that early road win? Well, maybe we will start with you, Sean, on that one.
2: Okay, um, I do think Miami has a big chance. For me. Um, I just admire how uh, Miami Heat basketball culture—you know, a bunch of undrafted guys just yeah. really getting after it. Um, it was tough to watch against my Knicks you know, <laughs> um, to watch them. Win four games out of two, um, But as a, from a, as a basketball fan, you know you have to admire how Max, Bruce, um, Dave Vincent—you know those guys—doing whatever they can to help the uh, Heat win. And I really do think they can. Uh, they cause I, most people have Denver winning it with and how deep they are, but if Miami can come together and, and especially with two games coming up at home, you know play together, you know hit shots down the stretch. I really think they can. Set themselves up, set, um, set themselves up for a three-one lead. You know, going back to Denver, so that'll
1: be that be big. How have you seen those two games, Woody? Well, I told you, man. Bam Adebayo is going to have a big series, right? You doubted he's me, right? Well. He's started he's well. been... He started better
0: than Caleb Martin has, anyway. Uh,
1: uh, yeah, I mean, you, you talk about Bam; like, um, they can run the offense through him. He's great with, you know, these dribble handoffs. He, he's great at making reads. I um, mean, I think the way the D- Denver Nuggets play. Uh, defense, um, he, he's been able to thrive, you know, and, and he's doing enough. I'll tell you what, though, in that first game, you guys would have seen um, AG, Aaron Gordon was just bullying Caleb Martin down low, right? And he, he had 12 points before the first commercial break. Joker had 5 assists. Um, and so, Spo, he went back to the drawing board. Go, Let me get my man Kevin Love. and And, and there's pretty much no one else on the bench for him to call on with a bit of size. Playing Caleb Martin at the four is difficult. So even though he's not the same guy he was before, he's still a power forward. He can still rebound well. And, you know, he can... You no, know, I was uh, enjoying you know, that
0: Woods as well, right?
1: He's good. Yeah, he's good enough on the defensive end. And you know what? Ten rebounds, six points. You know, he, he, he was able to make an impact there. And uh, I think Spoh's a great coach in making those changes, uh, you know, those subtle changes that he's made throughout the playoffs um, has been great. And, and, and Denver's got to worry a little bit, you know. Um, some some careless fouls on three point shots from KCP and things like that, right, cost them dearly down uh, down the stretch. And uh, Miami, like you're down by eight ten points with a quarter to go, you still gotta you still gotta play against Miami, man. These guys wanted really badly, so um, I think to what what Sean said, um, these undrafted guys. They've got a chip on their shoulder, they've got a point to prove, um, and they're not going to go away. This whole playoff run, we've been saying, yo, no way they can beat Milwaukee. Knicks, Knicks probably got this. Boston definitely got this, right? So, you know, underestimate them at your own peril, man. You know what I mean? 100%.
0: 100%. I hope it's a good series. I'm looking forward to Game 4. Obviously, it's on Saturday, so we're not going to be, be working that day and can actually watch that and enjoy it a bit. But I think tomorrow's a, a...
1: Hey, Sean's Saturday got the weekend night. off, man. So there's something you can do, kick back and watch the game on Saturday morning, right? Of course, oh, yeah. yeah. We should, should mention, no NBL 1 East this weekend.
0: They started yeah, before yeah. a lot of the NBL 1 competitions, so the East has got the whole weekend off. So yep. you know, maybe Sean can watch that and go and see some kangaroos on the Opera House or something on another day or something like that. So, you know, good stuff. Well, Sean, we had to ask you a little bit about the Knicks before we wrap up today, right? So, I know obviously you mentioned, you know, going to some games in MSG when you were young. You mentioned Car- Carmelo Anthony. Um, who else were you sort of uh, fans of on those Knicks teams when you were growing up? Uh,
2: especially who can't be a fan of Jerry Millen, Insanity, when mm. that was uh, a big thing. Yeah, and man. I, watch, I remember that. Um, him hitting that. Him that game-winner at Toronto. The cool. to Bang, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, that
0: was <laughs> like, great.
2: Um, Iman Shepard, um, I, I liked how athletic he was for us and what he did for us. J.R. Smith, um, he used to fill it up. He was streaky, but he used to fill it up. and it was fun mm-hmm. to watch. Um, he even, I used to watch throwback Knicks, you know, John Starks. That was '90s yep. Knicks. John Starks had doing... Um, Charles Oakley, Anthony oh, those Mason, guys. those guys, man, uh, fun to watch. Um, yeah, New York Knicks, man. I hope they turn it around soon. Man. I really probably do.
0: Well, talk to us a little bit about what you thought about him uh, this season, Sean. So obviously they had that second round exit at the hands of Miami that you mentioned there. Um, did you think it was a good season for him, and, and what would you th- think they maybe need to address in the offseason?
2: I think it was a it was a good season. Hmm. Um, for the Knicks to make the semifinals, I think it was a really good Yeah.
0: Um,
2: especially for Jalen Brunson. Man, he's, <laughs> did he, did he, uh, what a great player, you know, filled it up every stat, uh, mostly, um, helped his team get to the semifinals, you know, him and Randall. Um, but more so Brunson, you know, they gave him all that money, people
1: scrutinizing
2: the Knicks, you know, too much, overpaid, you know, uh, a lot, of, that has to be a lot, especially New York, um, well, there's a lot of scrutiny going on in New York for all New York teams, um, so the pressure was on ever since the game one. And the way Jalen Brunson carried himself, carried the Knicks all the way to the semifinal, uh, was 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 great to watch, great to see. Um, and, to, and it's good to know that we have three more years. Um, but in this offseason, I think they need to address a few things. You know, uh, shooting wise, you know, we need more shooting on the outside. Um, Obviously Barrett's gonna be a conversation to have, you know, Definitely. going forward, whether things would be traded or not. Um and I heard I heard the Knicks might be trying to move Randall, but um yeah. I, don't I, I hope not. I like I like Randall. Uh, I still think with a Randall and what he can do for this team. Um so uh but I do think the Knicks are missing that one piece, another another key piece to this team. Uh, help us get to that top final or even the final. So uh we'll see what the Knicks do and besides what they have in store. Um but I feel like free agents agents uh especially after the years I just had with the team we had making it to the semifinal should be enticing and want them to be a part of and I also want them to bring that Josh Hart. You know, he brings that in. Oh, hell oh yeah.
0: love Josh Hart. He's one of my favorites. He's really? he's really fit in well didn't
2: he? Yeah. Absolutely ever since uh we made that trade, you know, he brings that brings that, uh, that grit, you know, what we need on the court. Always, whatever we need him to do, he'll do it. Um, he'll hit a big shot when he needs to be. Uh, guards, the, guard's the other team's best player. So uh, I really hope they do bring him back. And- uh, see
0: if the next game he's an amazing rebounder for his size, isn't he? Josh Hardy he continually gets like double figure boards in games and everything like that. So, um, I was thinking they probably got a bit of a big board with all the names of left handed players that they might sign. So, obviously, their their best three players are all lefties there. So, I'm not sure who else is out there that's a left hander, maybe Luke Kennard or someone like that. He's a, he's a good lefty, but well,
1: well, Robbie, I want to be a bit controversial here. I don't always agree with what Stephen A. Smith says, but he's like, listen, man. RJ Barrett, he's got to step his game up, right? Randall, they're not going to win a championship with Randall as their second guy. They've got to move on from him. They've got to upgrade, get someone better to be the second guy, you know. Otherwise, they're not going to go deep in the playoffs. So I kind of agree with him. As much as you like Julius Randall, I just think to put alongside... Uh, what else do you want uh, him Bronson? to do, though?
0: Like, he's a third-team All-NBA player. He's an NBA All-Star. Yeah. Like, what else do you I want know, him to do? I know, mean, but he didn't, he, didn't, he
1: didn't step up when, he, when they asked him to step up in that, in that series against Miami we talked about. He let the team down, right? So when the lights were shining, you know, and, and they should have really won that series against Miami, right? Uh, I mean, Sean sure don't agree with me here, right? Um, so I just think that they should move on from Randall. I know, we, I know you don't like well, that. Well, you remind yeah. me a
0: little bit of Stephen A. Smith, With like being controversial and a bit loud and everything else like that. All oh, so.
1: right, all right, right. And by the way, did you know uh, Jalen Brunson's dad, Sean, Rick Brunson, played right here in the NBL in the 90s? What he? What he played for oh, Adelaide. Adelaide, 36ers, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Left,
0: lefty as well. Yeah, he was a yeah. good, good point guard back in the day. So, yeah, it was... Players like that now we sort of have that extra, you know, even like you know Ben Simmons' his dad, you know, played here when Woody and I were growing up in the '90s. So all the sort of players now you're seeing the sons of these guys now, and it's it's quite exciting there. And um, yeah. you know Josh Green from Dallas there. Um, yes. Sean, yes. not sure. So he's obviously a Hills Hornets junior there. So his um his dad came out and was playing for the Hornets as their import in I think the mid '90s there. Yeah. And obviously stayed here and ended up having having Josh here. So yeah, it's a small world with how things work out there. But yeah, no, it's. That's great. Well, mate, we've really appreciated the chat today. You've um, obviously been really generous with your time. So we'll just take it to a little bit of an outro now. Um, Look, as I mentioned at the start of the show, um, please make sure you like, rate, and subscribe on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, Just a reminder, we can be followed on Twitter, at Throwbacks Hoops. We're on Instagram, throwback.hoops. And, of course, our email address is throwbackhoopspodcast at gmail.com. Woody, do you want to give your shout-outs?
1: Yeah, look, I mean... Please keep sending your emails through. I know we've had a lot of guests and things on the show recently, but we'll get to your questions and Jersey requests when we can. Patreon, we really appreciate everyone who, who jumps online and pledges uh, their support to us. Um, it means a lot to us. So, yeah, that's it for me.
0: Good stuff. And what about you, Sean? Are you sort of active on socials? Is there anywhere where people can find you? Or is it more just tuning into, you know, the NBL One app each week and, you know, and watching you play there?
2: Yeah, um, I'm on Instagram. Uh, search my name it'll come up Sean Montague I'm on Twitter Uh, same thing Uh, Facebook same thing so anybody who wants to reach out uh, just hit me up on those yeah
0: awesome really appreciate it well yeah looking forward to catch up again obviously enjoy the weekend next week I know you've got your your mum and dad coming soon which is going to be great for you and looking forward to to see you for that Bankstown game in a couple of weeks Um, Woods I'll throw over for you for the last word you got anything for us
1: no we really appreciate Sean taking the time and From the Throwback Hoops team. Uh, Look forward to seeing you all next week.